and God bless you. Before the introduction, I will pray and speak a blessing upon every person who's listening. Let's also please continue to pray for our young people who are falling victim to illness, sickness, and disease. We all know that for many years now, the enemy had launched attacks against this younger generation through murder and drugs. He was ending their precious lives in any way he could. However, the murders, drugs, car accidents, and other methods he's used weren't enough for him. Now he started another assault through ill health, disabilities, and ailments. Although there are several that I know of personally, I won't single any of them out by name, with the exception of Mandy Williams. We know that her mother specifically asked that her prayer partners would spread her daughter's name in request for prayer. Along with Mandy, I have a great niece and a young woman who I love like a granddaughter, as well as the sons, daughters, grandsons, and granddaughters of some of you who are listening. There are others that are much younger and older than Mandy, so my sisters and brothers, I'm asking each of you to please pray. Also, please remember that the podcast is now open for anyone else who would want the names of their loved ones specifically mentioned for prayer. Get your requests to me and I will call them out during this time so that we will all be in agreement with the Father as well as with one another. And when you send them, please specify whether or not you want your names or requests mentioned publicly. Father, I pray, petition, and make requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages and podcasts that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. I pray for Mandy Williams, as well as my great niece, the young woman I love like a granddaughter, and so many other young people who are under physical, mental, and emotional attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. I ask, Father, again, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Father, I thank you that you allow us to see your faithfulness on behalf of those whom you have moved so mightily. We thank you, Father, for the young man who's gone back to playing basketball after his surgery, as well as others who are seeing and experiencing you as Jehovah Rapha. We also request and agree with you, Father, for those who are going through seasons of grief over the loss of loved ones. Father, during these times, toward the end of the year, we will hear of so many who are being called home. We request that their families and loved ones would know your Holy Spirit for the comforter he is. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely, and that all we put our hands to will be blessed according to your word and your will. I pray and make requests to you, Father, that each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you 
all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousandth generation, Jesus, should you tarry. I make these requests, petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving to each of you. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I welcome you to another episode of the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I'll be sharing part three with you from the message entitled, Put Your Foot on His Neck or He'll Put His Foot on Yours. As stated in part one of this series, there are those who are facing some of the greatest battles of their lives right now. However, God is telling us that we have the victory. We will come out of these times as winners and not the losers. Again, that 22nd verse in Joshua 10 reads, Joshua said, open the mouth of the cave and bring those five kings out to me. So they brought the five kings out of the cave, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish, and Eglon. When they had brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the army commanders who had come with him, come here and put your feet on the neck of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on their necks. God gave Joshua and Israel the victory over their enemies. However, it didn't stop there. They could have been satisfied with just stopping the enemy, locking him up, and being content with what God had done. After all, during that battle, God had done mighty things. The sun had stood still, the moon didn't move, and the enemy that was still alive had run back to their homes. However, Joshua knew there was more. There had to be more because the rulers of their enemies were still alive. Their kings, the heads of those who had come against Israel, were still able to function. When Elisha was dying, he told Joash, who was king at that time, to take the arrows and smote or strike the ground. Joash hit the ground three times. Elisha became angry at him and said he should have hit it five or six times until it was totally consumed, until it was completely destroyed. Just because we get the victory over something once doesn't mean it's been destroyed or that it's gone forever. When we conquer the enemy that's rising up against us, we must be sure that it's gone forever. Joshua gave the command for the men to come forward and that the commanders of the men would put their feet on the neck of the five kings. The word says that the commanders came forward. It's our time for our forward move. It's time for us to move forward to make offensive moves in our attacks against the enemy. We're moving from the places where too many have been at a standstill for too long. We're moving, advancing, and according to Habakkuk 3.19 in the Amplified Version, we are making spiritual progress upon our high places of trouble, suffering, and responsibility. It's 
time to go forth in the might and power that God has given us. We will not allow our enemy to leave for a more opportune time. We will destroy him, his plots and plans out of our lives and our families' lives forever. There are too many who cannot move forth because the enemy keeps attacking. And the really sad thing is that for many, none of his attacks are new or different. He keeps attacking with the same strategies and schemes. Why should he change anything if he knows the old things are still working in our lives against us? Why should he try something new if the old things are still keeping us in bondage? If it's finances that keeps you bound, then he'll keep using your finances against you. If it's marital problems, then he'll keep using that against you. It's time for a change. Generational curses have been destroyed. He cannot make you pay for what your parents, grandparents, and whatever else your family have done in the past. It's time to stop allowing the old attacks, tricks, and ploys of the enemy to keep working against us and our families in the new season of our lives. It's time for us to move to higher levels with stronger and greater spiritual positions in the body of Christ. It's time to name your attacker. Name the things that have not only been coming against you, but defeating you and your family for years. There were five separate individual kings. We all know what kings are. They're not just rulers, but supreme rulers over territories. They're heads of states, princes and principalities, leaders and chiefs over dominions, states, areas, and regions. We all know when the angel appeared to Daniel, he told Daniel that the prince of Persia had withstood him 21 days. This was not a physical man, but a principality of the air. We all know that there are demons and principalities that we fight against, spiritual wickedness in high places. What does Ephesians 6:12 tells us in the New International Version? For our struggles is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. When it was told that the kings were going to come against Gibeon, they never said those kings over there or they or them. They were identified by name and territory. It's time to name, identify, and recognize the things that are not just ruling in your life, but the things and principalities that are keeping you and your family from advancing and moving forth. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not talking about trying to make a demon tell you his name. We do not want to get into that kind of foolishness. Name the things that are hindering you from going forth in the blessings God has ordained for you and your loved ones. Name those rulers that are spiritually reigning over you, your family, your churches, this nation, and put your foot on their necks. Remember, the neck is the part of the body that connects the head to the body itself.
To put their foot on the neck of the enemy was representative of separating the head from the body. It meant that the armies no longer had a head, a leader, or someone to direct them in their assaults. When someone put their foot on another person's neck, it was symbolic of that person being subjugated and defeated. The conqueror always put their foot on the neck of their enemies or put a yoke around the neck of the ones they conquered. Again, remember, if you don't put your foot on his neck, he'll put his foot on yours. If you don't defeat him, he'll defeat you. As I stated in part one of this message, when I moved to a meet, God told me to name five ruling principalities that were coming against my family, my city, parish, state, and nation. I was to name five specific areas and five ruling principalities. For me, those principalities were pride, racism, poverty, sickness and disease, and ignorance, which covered the educational system. It took time, fasting and prayer for me to be sure that I was naming the right things that were trying to control not just my life and family, but my city, state, and nation. You don't have to identify them immediately, but they must be identified specifically. Then, on a daily basis, until you're released, put your foot on the neck of the things and principalities that are ruling in your lives, your city, parish, state, nation, and in your family's lives. Some will name one thing and others will identify other things, but whatever they are, deal with them and know that you have the victory. You're not just binding them up. You're totally destroying them out of your lives, your marriages, your children's lives, and all of your descendants. I made a list. I wrote it out. And I put copies of that list in various places in my home so that when I see them, I will continue to reiterate, to repeat that I put my foot on the neck of the principalities that are coming over the things that I have named in my life. At the 25th verse, it reads, Joshua said to them, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to all the enemies you are going to fight. Joshua told the people as God has spoken to him then, and these are the words that God is speaking to us today. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and be courageous. As Joshua and the people saw their enemies destroyed in the natural world, so will each of us see ours destroyed as well. However, we must be strong, we must be brave and courageous. At a time that many will want to give up and give in, at a time when many will want to faint just before their due season, we cannot be discouraged and we will not be afraid. Luke 1.45 reads, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. 
We don't just think and hope. We believe. And because we do believe, we are blessed. In spite of what we see or even what has happened, it does not negate God's good promises to us. We are overcomers. We will not only accomplish what God has said, but we will receive all that God has spoken concerning us. His word says that all things work together for the good of those that love him and them who are called according to his purpose. We cannot and we will not allow the threats, attacks, and lies of the enemy to cause us to turn away from God and run in fear, doubt, and unbelief. If we do, then that's what will negate his promises to us. Having done all, we will continue to stand and we will put our foot on the neck of the principalities that are trying to destroy us. My sisters and brothers, we must fight and fight hard. We must remember that we are the winners in this thing and we will continue to trust in the Lord our God. And let me add one more thing. Some of us need to remember that some of our battles some of our spiritual warfares, just like some of our wounds, have been self-inflicted. A few months ago, I shared the situation when David numbered his fighting men. It reads in the first verse, Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. There are temptations that the enemy can incite us with that will cause us to bring things upon ourselves. The plague came upon them because God gave David the option to choose one of three chastisements. However, one of those options was three months of being swept away before his enemies with their swords overtaking him. In other words, he could have faced going through battles for a period of time. We must be sure that the battles we're fighting are not because of the sins we've committed. Let me say that again. Be sure that the battles we're fighting are not because of the sins we've committed. When this is the case, unfortunately, we will not be able to defeat that enemy because it's been sent by God as a chastisement. And without repentance, and change before God, the enemy will continue in his attack. So let's know our positions and places in our Father. We must know that as long as we're in his will, according to his word, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. This goes for us as well as our families and descendants that we have yet to see. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, and he has given us the victory. Please, my sisters and brothers, continue to be encouraged, continue to stand strong, and continue to fight because the victory is yours. Remember, always put your foot on the neck of the enemy or he'll put his foot on yours. God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. 
I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each and every one of you.